Hi everyone, here's what's bothering me today. I guess we should talk a little bit about Cuba. Here's the thing, right? There's already two minds about Cuba, which is, will this lead to revolution? Have people abandoned communism? There's plenty of other people who will probably do deep dives into that, and I recommend you go watch them. I am, if I want to try and be anything, it's kind of the, hey, here's some things to think about, and here's some extra context that people may not say or mention, guy. That's part of what I try to do. So, ostensibly, the protests in Cuba are over a lack of COVID-19 vaccines and a lack of basic necessities, which, yeah, people have a right to be absolutely pissed off about that and, you know, protest their government or whoever they feel is responsible for that problem that they are experiencing. So that should immediately beg the question, who's responsible for Cuba not having basic necessities in COVID-19 vaccines? It's America. It seems pretty clear that a lot of people forget that Cuba is still under a embargo by the United States, which cripples a lot of what can and can't come into that country, which is why Cuba for so long has also relied on tourism. Oh, right. With a global pandemic, that's completely dried up. So yeah, due to these two main factors, the pandemic and the US embargo, Cubans don't have a lot of basic necessities or the extra funds that they would get from tourism and having their side jobs and stuff like that to actually help pay for their modest level of living that Cuba can afford to have because of the U.S. embargo. That's part of why that whole deal with Obama and normalizing relations with Cuba several years ago was actually kind of a big deal. It looked like a positive step towards actually lifting the weight that is on Cuba's chest that prevents it from potentially thriving as an independent country. Notice how that's always something people on the right love to talk about is, well, if socialism is so great, why does it always fail? You guys keep making it so that it basically has to fail, either through crippling embargoes or military takeovers or CIA-backed coups. Like, yeah, gee, no wonder the thing isn't successful when you keep sabotaging it in the free marketplace of ideas. But anyway, back to Cuba, which is what I want to talk about. I have actually been to Cuba. In fact, the first time I went to Cuba was under originally the first Castro's Cuba. Good old Fidel himself. And I didn't stay in a typical place, let's say. I still haven't been to Havana, but I've been to the countryside. And if you, you know, look past the touristy stuff and where people are showing you, yeah, you can see that there's definitely a lot of problems in Cuba. But you can also see when you hear from them their history about what happened, it's also clear that Cuba could be doing better if it got more international help and support, especially from its next door neighbor, America. You will see lots of people, and it's probably happening right now on Twitter, and I'll get to that in a second, but you'll see lots of people talking about how they fled Cuba after the communist regime of Fidel Castro took over. And that's not necessarily a lie. Plenty of people did flee. But then that would beg the question, why didn't they flee under the Batista regime, which was an even more brutal dictatorship that was right before Castro's dictatorship? It was just propped up by the United States. So that brings us again to Twitter and what's going on right now. For the first time ever, I got a push notification from Twitter, and it was about Cuba. Interesting. 
And while it's still relatively early in the morning, and so I haven't really logged on to check the discourse, I think it's safe to assume that a lot of people, whether they've joined Twitter recently or not, have suddenly come out of the woodwork to talk about how bad Cuba is and how their families fled during the Castro takeover as opposed to fleeing during the Batista regime that preceded it. And we're going to see a lot of anti-Cuban and anti-communist rhetoric that's going to be emerging as people ignore the core problem of this very real issue. This isn't a Cuba is a total perfect angel that has done nothing wrong. This isn't anything like that. The reality on the ground is that Cuba is suffering, but a lot of that suffering lies at the hands of both the pandemic and the U.S. embargo. At least one of those can be fixed by America, and the other one can be fixed by international aid and support. But will they choose to help the Cuban people? It's Cuba, and it's America. So I think we already know what the answer is going to be. And that is really unfortunate, and that's what's bothering me today.